Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. I'm Josh, and as always, I'm joined by my friends Will. Yay! And the Professor Smoke. Hello, hello, hello. I guess we can start off by saying, like, kind of, you know, there, there's been a slight delay in this episode. Like, we were trying to get this out, you know, pretty much right at the time of uh, St. Patrick's Day. But because of all this coronavirus stuff going on, uh, we weren't able to get to it, like, right away. So we just decided to kind of, you know, get to it when we could. But we still wanted to do it, so... Uh, now we're finally able to sit down and uh, knock it out. Has everything been going all right for you guys so far? Uh, all things considered, yeah, as far as, uh, you know, what's been going on. Of course, I'd, uh, haven't, I'd be able to lead in with, uh, what have you seen in the theaters? Well, nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it is up there, but, yeah, they're all pretty much shut down here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, Same thing up here. Yeah, they're, they're done. So, but I think they're pretty much done nationwide. I mean, other than maybe like some... Uh, independently owned theaters mm-hmm. oh yeah you know yeah. um i think all the major chains are pretty much uh closed have closed up shop for a little while so yeah it's gonna be a while before we're all able to go see some new some new movies at the theater that's you know it might be it might be months i mean i hope it doesn't come to that but it's 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 yeah it's, I hope not, but. it's looking like it might but um but you know we don't want to dwell on that too much today i mean i'm sure everybody's heard enough of uh the coronavirus shit to uh last a lifetime <laughs> so we're gonna kind of uh escape from that just for a little while you know and uh give you a little bit of entertainment or uh at least get your mind off of it for an hour or so <laughs> um and today we're going to be watching leprechaun from 1993 was this uh jennifer aniston's first movie that it was was it yeah yeah i think it was I, I unless you count <laughs> i mean i wouldn't count it but i saw something about her being in what uh mac and me is like a uncredited <laughs> dancer in a random role or something and that is awesome <laughs> In the scene, so that would not really count, but yeah, that was her first what theatrical role. I think. Uh, yeah, what what I pulled up was uh, her first feature film debut. Yeah. So if if for nothing else, it's uh, this movie is specifically known probably for that. You know that um, the beginning of one of the bigger stars in Hollywood and television, Jennifer Aniston, got started right here. You know, it's funny that there's a there's a lot of big actors, you know, big time actors that eventually, you know, ten fifteen years down the road kind of started their careers off in uh, uh, horror movies. I, I read an article one time in Fangoria that was uh, kind of went deep into that, you know, like pointing out uh, where all these big stars kind of got their uh, start in, you know, horror movies. And a good many of them can probably thank uh, Roger Corman for that. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, too, how some of them are like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I, 
this is how I kind of got my start and I had a lot of fun with it. And then the other ones are like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, <laughs> like we, like when we were talking about Gene Simmons, doing not, although it's not a horror movie, but like how he won't talk about, uh, never too young to die. <laughs> oh yeah. And speaking of that, just to go back to that, just for a brief moment, if anybody's looking at our Facebook page, probably might have seen that there was a post of uh, a YouTube video that showed, was it Linda Carter that played Wonder Woman back in the seventies and everything. Mm-hmm. And a TV show called Encore where she wore that dress, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the, the scanty, the scantily clad pink dress thing with the feathers or whatever that Gene Simmons wears in that one scene in the, <laughs> the biker bar. What the <laughs> she hell? She actually wore that for a Kiss cover song two years before the uh, Never Too Young to Die movie came out. So he took it <laughs> He took it from Linda Carter. Yeah, yeah. So he got that dress from her, I guess, <laughs> or the studio or who, however it came to be. Yeah. He got that same dress that she wore in, the, <laughs> in that. In the, ironically enough, in the Kiss video. Well, not, you know, there was some, if anybody saw that video, I, if you didn't see it on Facebook, I heard you go on YouTube at some point after this, look it up, because it's pretty hilarious, the uh, the fake KISS members, I guess they had people painted up like the KISS members, and they were dancing around, very obviously not KISS, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was good stuff, though. In a, in a cheesy way, it's good stuff. Yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to get the link and we'll have to share it and uh, maybe put it in the show notes here so you can check it out. So I'd I get... say another another reason why people would know this movie is because uh, of Wayne's World. Oh yes, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't know why. I don't get the connection. Uh... <laughs> Man, me either. I, I just decided to throw out Wayne's World. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> um... <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> that and the, and the well, I mean, time frame though. When did Wayne's World come out? To come to think of that, well, it was on the uh, what was when did it first air on uh, was it Saturday Night Live, right? It was a segment on Saturday Night Live before they made the movie out of it. I mean, this movie came out January 8th, 1993, so it had to have been at least them doing that had to have been after this, right? I mean, what are the odds that they do that before this movie What's comes like the- out? Looks like the movie came out in '92. Maybe it was. In, yeah. Was it the first movie they did that, or the second Wayne's World where they did that? I have a feeling it was the second. It had to have been, because what? What the fuck are the odds that they do the Leprechaun bit before this movie comes out? You had to be a, a like a tie-in with it or something. Yeah, maybe our, maybe somebody out there listening can uh, uh, correct just our time. It up. It's Wayne World too. Ah, there you go. There you go. So oh, that okay. makes more sense because that was like a year or two later, right? So or you know after this or was when when did Wayne's World two come out? '93 or '94? I know it had to have been at least no no later than '94. I think it's 93 give me a second because uh obviously it had to have been after the i mean it all makes sense it had to have been late 93 early 94 when when that came 93. out yeah yeah so there you go so this was still kind of fresh uh when they were doing that gag and i think they were were, were they done doing wayne's world on snl by the time i don't once again the timeline's getting all fucked like because <laughs> remember they obviously they did wayne's world before the movies on snl then I know mm. there was at least at some point they kind of stopped doing it on SNL because of the movies. And then yeah. eventually Mike Myers and Dana Carvey kind of moved on to other things, you know. But, other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if it ever came back as a segment after the movies or not. Well, now, I know they did from time to time. Yeah. Every once in a blue, like, you know, they'd make a surprise appearance, yeah. you know, as uh, Wayne and Garth or whatever. But I just didn't know whether they were still on the show by the time this would have, you know, oh, were, okay. were they permanent cast members by the time this movie, you know, Leprechaun comes out and... Yeah, and that's a bit. I don't know, but all right. So it looks like uh, the first bit was in '89, and it that, looks yeah. like it was pretty consistent multiple times in '89, '90, '91, '92. There were three, 
hits of it, uh, once in 93, once in 94, and then 2011 and 2015. Yeah, so basically they kind of stopped doing it after Wayne's World 2, pretty much. Yeah. The Leprechaun! Yeah! <laughs> 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 You know, I can't, I can't, I can't walk around with a flashlight or even hold a flashlight without doing that at least once. You know? Yeah, you, you know. <laughs> I think I've even like anybody that I'm with that doesn't know that reference and they, they just think I'm an idiot or whatever. But yeah, I think I've even done that to my uh, my eight year old, almost nine year old son, and he just looks at me like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm not explaining. And then he sat down and watched the Leprechaun with you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, "Why did you subject yourself?" <laughs> <laughs> right after I sat him down and watched Rare Exports, but specifically the uh, scene with the <laughs> with the elves toward the end. <laughs> go back and find oh, that yeah. Rare Exports <laughs> episode. Too, to... <laughs> sorry to go back on that too. There's this guy that works at my Walmart. And I don't think I ever mentioned this in the other episode, but he, <laughs> he unfortunately. Looks just like that Santa's helper thing from Rare Exports. You know, <laughs> exact same beard. You talking, you, you talking about one of the beard, elves? The thinness. Yeah, the uh, uh, the, the one around. that they dig up. Yeah, <laughs> he does have walk around right Walmart butt naked. <laughs> I did. The, the, the funny thing was, I did try and snap a like clandestine picture of him so I could like send it to you. <laughs> Never worked out though. I'm walking one way. He's like, oh, wait, no, no. Yeah, they're all, they're always watching, so it's hard to catch them. Like, <laughs> that's right. It's hard. But I did try. At one point, I will. He's still there. So. <laughs> That's pretty good. Honestly, I'm pretty sure every other Walmart probably has a dude that looks like that walking around in there as a greeter or something. Probably. The other creepy thing is the guy doesn't own a car, though. I've seen him walking miles to get to Walmart. You know, He is one of the Santa's helpers, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> Quote, unquote, well, he's, he's one of the rare exports, so he did. He's yes, got right. he's got to have a job in the off season, so he he's a greeter at the <laughs> so it's Walmart at yeah. a random South Carolina Walmart until <laughs> Christmas time. Well, I mean, I guess since there's not there's nothing really new going on these days, everybody's just kind of shut in their house and watching TV. I guess we'll just move on to the uh, next segment here. But before we get into the uh, you know the background information that we usually uh, dole out here, here is the trailer for Leprechaun from 1993. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out.
out of the crate. And there you have it. That's the trailer for Leprechaun. I guess before we go into the background, Will, is this the first time you've seen this movie? No, no, no. I actually saw it, I would guess, probably not too long after it came out. Uh, uh, when I was a freshman in high school, uh, I was dating a senior. And we all went to, like a group of us went to her house that night. And like we all stayed over the night. And uh, we ended up watching Leprechaun. That's it? I mean, you just sat around and watched Leprechaun and nothing else? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> And then you had flashlights out. The leprechaun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guarantee that did not happen. I wasn't that clever. <laughs> I'm sure you were worried about other things and uh, instead of playing the leprechaun joke. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was like 12 or 13 years old. No, no, no. You might you might have been advanced. Who's to say? So that being said, uh, you know, what, what were your initial reactions? I guess maybe back then, if you can kind of recall, like, did you enjoy it? Not what? I mean, what'd you think? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought it was funny. Honestly, when I when I saw it, I'm pretty sure we started it at about three o'clock in the morning. So I don't <laughs> think I was 100 percent there. <laughs> do do you, you probably didn't even finish it, or if it, you know, it just kind of no, no, definitely finished it, and uh -huh. then I'm pretty sure I fell asleep in the recliner that I watched it in. Yeah, <laughs> and then you just wake up to the uh, the sound of the tape rewinding. <laughs> or worse, I don't know. I remember the ones that had like a tone at the end of it. You know, it had like the bars and tone, but yeah, maybe it would have bars or not bars, but it would have yeah. a tone. Like yeah, or it, or it would just uh, stop, rewind, then cut all your shit off like automatically, and then you got no signal <laughs> yeah. burnt to your screen. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was weird. The uh, the girl that I was dating, she woke me up saying, "I'm the that's why I consider this the scariest movie I can tell, ever. Yeah, that'd freak you the fuck out. Somebody woke you up like dead sleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Smoke, what about you? I'm, obviously, this this isn't the first time. I know <laughs> I can be certain of that for you. But uh, did you go? I never heard of this movie before. Yeah. This no. little rare hidden gem. <laughs> did, did you go? Nobody to the, knows about it. They'll stay hidden. Did you actually go to the theater and see this back then, or did you see this sometime? Well, actually, later? I didn't. I don't remember what. I mean, I I would have been. I would have been old enough to go see it by myself back then, I think, mean, because it came out in 92, right? Yeah, I turned 18 in 92. I don't came, know why. It came out January of 93, so. Where oh, 93. Oh, yeah. that's that's why then. I was in the Navy. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> you got I did a good, not see that in the theater. You got a good excuse. Thank you, sir, for your service. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because I can judge everything by that date of, like, basically high school graduation. As soon as I graduated, I went to the Navy, so. So anything beyond the summer of '92, there's like a big gap there as far as theatrical. Although I mean, we you know we had the base theater and all that stuff, and they'd get some things on there. But I was about to say, I how mean, does that work? How times. does that work when you're in the uh, military like that? So you do you get to see new release movies or? Well, yeah. Once you get through, you know, you go to boot camp. You go to in boot camp. Yeah, you're, you're not doing you're any there, of that not shit, doing yeah. anything at that point. Once you get out of there, you get stationed on whatever ship or base or whatever you, wherever you're at. At that point, you're kind of unless you're out at if you're out at sea, then you're, you know it's a twenty four seven type thing. I mean, you get a little bit of sleep and then you're back at it. There's no weekends, you know. You don't you don't get like Saturday and Sunday off on the boat. You're just working constantly yeah. unless you're you know getting those, your six seven hours or whatever sleep at night if you're lucky, you know. <laughs> but now no, no uh, movies or anything like that. Although I mean, we did have a green room and then we I was known, of course, back then as like the 
you know, are they, you know, just smoke these all these crazy horror movies and we'll pull that out and watch that after, you know, flight ops or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, I had my tapes on some of them. I didn't have my whole collection, but I watch stuff that way. And, uh, as far as new stuff, had to wait till you get in after you're deployed or whatever, you get back on the base. Then it's kind of like a regular sort of nine to five, you know, weekends off kind of deal. Uh-huh. So at that point, yeah, I could go see movies or do whatever. So based on so that, there's, there's the gaps of you know where I missed a lot of stuff though. That, yeah. That so based on so based on your own personal timeline, when do you think you probably would have seen this? Like what, sometime well after your stint in the Navy or during that no, time? No, or? I saw it when I was still in the Navy. I think I rented it because I at some point you know whenever it came out on video, I did have a video membership at in uh, Alameda, California, is where I was stationed, mm-hmm. and I remember renting it from that video store. Would have been sometime probably in. Whenever it came out on, first came out on video, and whenever I was in port to see it. So when you saw it back it then, what did you think of it? <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely enjoyed it. It was, yeah, I was like well entrenched into the horror movies by then too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I enjoyed it for what it was. You know, his uh, one-liners were. That's but I do remember watching that on the boat, renting it, and you know, bringing it up there with a group of us. So it was entertaining. And Warwick Davis, you know, he's. <laughs> By that time, he'd already done what? How many things? I had been like what? Uh, Return of uh, wasn't he? He was He's, Wicked, right? And Return of the Jedi. Yeah, he was Wicked, but he, and yeah, he did uh, Willow. Willow, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure yeah. Willow. Yeah, was well before this. Yeah. So he would have been a known commodity by then for sure. Yeah. I, myself, man, I really don't. I mean, I know I've seen this movie. I know I have. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I don't place it in the timeline of like when I saw it. I know I didn't go to the movie uh-huh. theater. Uh, my guess is probably my my first view of this probably would have been on like uh, a couple years later when it was on you know playing on the Saturday matinees on the local TV you know and I'm, and I'm sure edited all to hell so like <laughs> this is probably the first time I've sat down watched it from start to finish in an unedited copy to be honest with you like, just because it's pretty good too by the way I don't know how you I don't know if you we picked up the Blu-ray set a while back it came with like all of the original Leprechaun movies. And, yeah, uh, I've got like a, a a DVD set that I I, I think it had uh, all of them except for that newest one. Yeah, um, oh, okay. the Leprechaun Returns. This is the beginning of a franchise or a series of movies that I haven't seen them all. I've only seen maybe like the first couple, to be honest with you. But uh, there's uh, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight of these movies. Apparently, the Leprechaun likes the hood. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Have y'all have y'all both seen that one though? No, I, I don't think I, I have. Either. I mean, I, I know I've. It's always been I think a joke, I've seen and I know some pieces. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably about my extent. Of you might have to skip ahead. And just do that one. Yeah. I mean, not not recent, not soon, but you know, the next Leprechaun movie that we do, yeah, we should just jump to that one. Well, there's Leprechaun. <laughs> Doesn't he go back to the hood? Yep. Well, that's what I'm about to go. <laughs> there's Leprechaun, <laughs> Leprechaun two, Leprechaun three, Leprechaun four in space, Leprechaun in the hood <laughs> that came out in 2000, Leprechaun back to the hood. 2003 then uh it then it went dormant for 11 years and 2014 leprechaun origins came out and then uh 2018 so this would have been uh less than two years ago leprechaun returns um that leprechaun origins movie i know for a fact was like a wwe studios release Um, oh yeah yeah somehow they got the, the somehow they got the rights uh, to the movies, and then apparently this this newest one that came out in December of 2018, uh, Leprechaun Returns, it was released by Lionsgate. So I guess WWE 
either pawned it off or gave up on it after the Leprechaun Origins. Yeah, because I think Kane played the Leprechaun. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was it was a wrestler though. It was the uh, Hornswoggle. The wrestler. Yeah, yeah he, he, right. was, yeah. <laughs> he was he was a Leprechaun in that one. <laughs> so I guess uh, yeah, some, he, somewhere along the line, Warwick Davis uh, gave it up because I think he played in all of them right up until then. I think. Yeah, up till that point. Yeah. yeah, and then I don't know who played played him in the newest one. Lyndon Porco mm. as Lubadari the Leprechaun. So maybe they gave him a name. I don't know what the hell. You know, <laughs> Lord knows you're eight eight movies in. I don't know if it's a reboot, <laughs> uh, if it has any connections whatsoever. I guess it doesn't matter. But yeah, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to those one of these days. I'm sure. We'll, we'll unfortunately <laughs> oh, yeah, watch all of them. Space thing too. What what year was that one? Because I, I don't know if y'all remember, y'all remember this whole. There was a whole everything in space for a while. Yeah, it was, was like you know Jason right. Ten yep. and out of space and future. That was ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah. I, well, I got a lep- Leprechaun Four in space. It says here it came out in uh, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, okay. Released February twenty fifth, nineteen ninety seven. When they were doing that. Are <laughs> uh, you talking about uh, Jason a, X? Yeah, Jason X. And there was hell, one of the Hellraisers in outer space as well. Yeah. Jason X came out uh, November of 2001. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, 2001. No, no, here in the States, it came out April of 2002. Oh, okay. Jason, Jason X. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't the same time period, period era, oh, I, but yeah. there's something like, 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 it's time to go to space, you know, we're yeah. this sequel, we're going to go to space. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will argue Jason X, you know, not to get off on a tangent, is a lot better than some people give it credit for, at least in my opinion, but whatever. We'll get, yeah, we'll not, get there one day. Yeah, we'll get there one day. I mean, it's got some cool kills, too. You can't, yeah, you can't exactly. beat... It's hard to beat that cryogenically frozen face explosion yep. thing where you like, you know... <laughs> no doubt. But, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that one of these days. For, yeah. We okay. don't want to go too far off on that because we'll use up all of our good material. <laughs> That's right. Um, all right, so anyway, I, I, so I guess, before, you know, we'll go ahead and go into the background, a little bit of the background of this movie. Leprechaun was released January 8th, 1993 by Trimark Pictures. Um, best I can tell, this is like one of the first movies that Trimark had released. Like, apparently, I guess they just mostly dealt with uh, TV productions and stuff like that up mm-hmm. to this point. The total runtime of this movie is one hour and 32 minutes. And I think it moves along pretty quick. It doesn't drag too much. You know, it's, it keeps you entertained. It's Of course, it's rated R. And it's listed, uh, at least on IMDb, as a comedy, fantasy, horror, in that order. <laughs> Which is probably about right, you know. It probably yeah. leans more comedy, fantasy than it does horror. You know, true. I mean, what's the most horror, the biggest horror element of this is just the look of him, right? I mean, pretty much. Other than some yeah, of the stuff that he does. A couple you know, of like, kills, I guess. You yeah. Know, a couple of bloody kills. It's not over the top gore or horror or anything mm. like that. It's it's definitely a little more corny, you know, but <laughs> I think that's kind of obviously what they were going for, though. You know, like they kind of, they leaned in on the comedy aspect of it. But as I can tell, this had a budget of a little under a million dollars. So basically, give or take a few bucks. A million dollars is the budget for this movie. Which, considering, you know, how it turned out, it's pretty impressive. I mean, that's that's almost no budget, especially by this time frame, 1993. You know, this yeah. would have been produced in 92. I mean, that time frame, I mean, they were, by then, there there's studios that put big money into movies. So, that's almost nothing. That's almost doing a movie for free. <laughs> um, the box office, it made 8.6, almost $8.6 million worldwide gross. Um, best I can tell, it was out for about three weeks in theaters. First two weeks, and then the third week it tailed off. So it played most of the month of January of 1993. It opened up number nine that particular weekend. I'll, I'll run through the, 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 the top ten that week. Uh, number one, A Few Good Men. 
Number two, Aladdin. Number three, Scent of a Woman. Four, The Bodyguard. Five, Forever Young. Six, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Seven, Chaplin. Eight, Malcolm X. Nine, Leprechaun. And then ten, Hoffa. <laughs> so, I've never when, heard of any of those. One, one of those things definitely doesn't fit <laughs> in all these movies. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty scant for horror movies. That... <laughs> well, at least in the top ten, for sure. There's not much, 10, yeah. not much going at this uh, yeah. time. I can give it a quick scan through the... The rest of the top 20 something there and i'm not really seeing anything Nah, not n- nothing horror really going on at this this direct moment so it was kind of really the only really choice for horror at the moment at least yeah, in we, that, i at mean least in that we'll have to break that down at some point but there was a time when there was there wasn't another dry spell going around or at least slasher movies were getting a bad rap bad enough rap that they had kind of backed off on them because they were mpaa was cracking down on how much blood guts they could have in a slasher movie so this had to have been so around. They that. kind of went. That's why they went to that comedy route, I think, too, for a lot of movies back yeah. then. This had to have been around that time frame because, I mean, I'm just looking at this list and there's nothing that you, you know, mm. of note horror-wise, or even, you know, not not even really too many thrillers. Really, it's mostly just dramas and comedies and cartoons. But yeah, I, mean, I think still, uh, considering that it was only out for a few weeks and a budget of a million bucks, making a uh, eight eight point six million is a pretty good return. Um, oh yeah. Not great, of course. It's not gangbusters or anything. It's not a blockbuster by any stretch, but, you know, that's pretty good. So this movie was directed by Mark Jones. Did anybody get any uh, notes on Mark Jones? I know that he uh, not... That was his first uh, movie was Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. And uh, before, I know he's known mostly... Actually, uh, y'all probably grew up, better grew up with some of these. He was known more as a writer before before he took over the director of Leprechaun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, a lot of my, you know, Saturday morning childhood... Shows he wrote episodes for stuff like uh, you know Super Friends, Captain Caveman, Scooby's Laugh Olympics, and was it Yogi? There was a Yogi one where he's in space. Speaking of space, you know Yogi's Space Race, and, uh, <laughs> Bang Face, and Heathcliff, and Plastic Man. I mean the whole list of like so some of the jokes and some of the sound like effects how... and shit like that. You, now you see where it probably comes from is his oh, his yeah. uh, Hanna Barbera cartoon background. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, like Leprechaun was his first uh, feature film debut. And then two years later, he, you know, I know I've mentioned this title to y'all before that we've got to get around doing it sometime, but he actually directed Rumpelstiltskin, which is very much in the same vein as Leprechaun. <laughs> I don't know. Y'all, I don't know if y- y'all have seen that one before. I don't think I've seen uh, that one. No, I mean, I've heard of it, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched it. I don't think. It's pretty much the same type of stuff. I mean, it's, if you like Leprechaun, it's that same type of humor, and it's Rumpelstiltskin, and I think, I don't know. Actually, I'm not even 100% sure who played Rumpelstiltskin then. I'd have to look it up. Maybe it was Warwick Davis, but I don't think so. I don't think he yeah, been yeah. doing. Pretty sure it wasn't. But uh, but it's that same vein of you know horror comedy with the folklore and stuff. That guy's got a, a a little bit of respect for me because he did a couple episodes of The Fall Guy. Yes, he did. Yes, Fall Guy. He did like twenty four episodes of the A Team. <laughs> and he taught ladies plenty. <laughs> Wait, oh, he wrote the, uh, the 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 song. <laughs> that would that would make him even more awesome. Yeah. Oh, and and another thing that makes him awesome for me too is uh, this is another personal favorite of mine. I don't know, I don't know if it was in syndication that long or not. But y'all remember the Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo? I think it, it did for a little while, and then it just went away. For I mean, I, I've never seen it beyond like, and not that not that I watch a whole shit ton of different channels before cable and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, I remember seeing it in syndication. I remember seeing it originally when it aired, but then syndication on some stuff for a while too, and then it just sort of disappeared. But, uh, it was a spinoff from another show called BJ and the Bear, 
don't know if you remember that one where Sheriff Lobo was in that one. He mm-hmm. spun off on his own show. BJ and the Bear was like a truck. BJ was a truck driver, and he had a chimpanzee sidekick named Bear. <laughs> <laughs> BJ and the Bear. Good stuff, yeah. But yeah, that that show. I just remember my uncle like loved that show too. So I'd get picked. We'd get picked up from school, go over to his house for a little while, and then he was all, he always had that Sheriff Lobo show on. So that, mm-hmm. a bit of my you know nostalgic childhood for that show but i haven't seen it since then never seen that one either like released on i mean it could be but i've never seen it in like any uh you know like best buy or walmart for sale on dvd or anything it's it's been banned by all networks to show anymore (laughs) it's too bad to put it back on in reruns not even like me tv or something would (laughs) although it's funny that this pops up like not probably three or four days ago I don't know if y'all saw what I was watching on. I was watching uh, The Color Out of Space, that uh, Richard Stanley, new Richard Stanley movie, H.P. Lovecraft adaptations. Uh, mm-hmm. So I was looking back at some other H.P. Lovecraft adaptations from that same storyline. And The Curse, that st- were from, you know, starred Will Wheaton in 1987. Mm-hmm. But it also had Claude Akins in it. And Claude Akins is the guy that played Lobo. So for some reason, there's two Lobo references that popped up within <laughs> the span of a week. And I haven't thought about Lobo since God knows how long. <laughs> So there you go. If you were waiting for your Sheriff Lobo deep dive. <laughs> yes, there it is. You've got it. That's what we do here on the Spook Show. So this movie stars Warwick Davis as the leprechaun. Um, you'd probably remember him the most from Willow. I mean, that's probably his one big, huge movie that he did. But he's been in tons of other stuff. He he was uh, in some of the Harry Potter movies, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, that Ray Charles biopic Ray, Return of the Jedi, he was uh, wicked. I mean, he's been in tons of stuff, like going all the way back to at least on, based on IMDb. Uh, well, with Return of the Jedi, he started in 1983. It looks, it looks like was his first credited role as Wicked. So he he kind of started off hot, really. I mean, in terms of like the stuff he was in, because uh, he was in those two uh, we don't talk about movies, the uh, the Ewok Adventure and Ewoks: The Battle for Endor. <laughs> you know, the ones that don't really exist. <laughs> um, he was yeah, in both of that those. pile over there with, you know, the Christmas, the Star Wars holiday special. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I think it did get it like a DVD release or something, though, but it's, I don't yeah, think it's... Yeah, it did get it. Did. It's it not canon. Did. I mean, compared to, you know, where holiday special, which didn't ever get any yeah. special release. <laughs> uh, just some other ones, just, you know, going through uh, uh, IMDb here. He was in Labyrinth. And uh, pretty much all, like we said before, all the Leprechaun movies outside of maybe the, like the last couple that they made. Uh, he was also in uh, the Phantom Men- Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Uh, uh, he's one of the pod race uh, spectators in a couple of, oh, yeah. apparently two or three different characters in that movie. Oh, that's too. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's in the crowd, right? I think in the scene yeah, where Jabba's yeah. in the crowd, too, and then when Jabba kicks the... Well, you know, flicks the little creature thing off to the museum. Yeah, yeah, except he's not playing Wicked, though. He's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, as, yeah, as, he's as, a different as himself. Yeah, no yeah. makeup. How do, you, how do you know? What? <laughs> <laughs> that just blew your mind. You did. <laughs> it's just like in that in that episode one where he just he, grew that for, you know, he starts out, they start out bare. You don't, you know that, but you watch, you know, they start out hairless. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I got to Return of the Jedi, I thought he'd already got, right, come in with his full coat. Right. I sir am an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't he, uh, or uh, wasn't also the Phantom Menace where E.T. was in it? Like in the, wasn't that the Phantom Menace where they show like the Galactic Senate or whatever? Yeah, I think so. And you see all oh, the yeah, aliens right. and the yeah. E.T.'s down in the corner. <laughs> or at least a couple of E.T.'s, whatever the hell a- kind of alien E.T. It was. So yeah, anyways, uh, this, like we said before, it also stars Jennifer Aniston as Tori Redding. Of course, you would uh, know her from uh, one of the most popular shows tv shows of all time friends the a-team <laughs> what 
Oh, yeah. what? Yeah, maybe that too. I'm not sure. Um, well, I think Friends must have, was the next year, wasn't it? Right after. Was, didn't Friends it's, start in 94? It's got to be around the I same. Got to be around the same time, time frame. Uh, it's pretty shortly after. Yeah, according to this, it says 1994. So, yeah, this would have been like right Damn. after that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looked like, uh, just going through IMDb, it looked like she had been in, uh, like you said, an uncredited role in Mac and Me, but a handful of like TV right. mo- TV movies and TV shows. Uh, she was in an episode yeah, she of... She actually played Ferris Bueller's sister. <laughs> I remember in, in, in that short-lived like... Oh, yeah, Ferris that sh- the Ferris TV Bueller sitcom. show. Yeah, yeah, I remember that, yeah. yeah. I remember that sucked, too. Yeah, it uh, did suck. <laughs> That's pretty, that was it. That was it. it. Had to be her biggest claim to fame at that time, I would think, because I think before that, like I said, it was just some random one-offs or whatever, uncredited role here or there. Something about that concept that just didn't uh, quite translate to television, I guess. No, um, <laughs> she was in an episode of Quantum Leap. Uh, oh, she was. Oh, okay. Love that show. Though. Another another short-lived horrible show called Herman's Head. You remember, <laughs> anybody remember that? I remember the name, but I don't remember the show. Yeah, but clearly she got her big break in Friends, and then you know she went on to bigger and better things after that. You know, tons of movies, and every everyone oh, knows yeah. who yeah. Jennifer Jennifer Aniston is for sure. <laughs> we don't need to dive too deep into her background because there's no doubt about that. Um, they got lucky with her. At that, you know, hell, they they made that whole movie for a million dollars, and like I guess you know a year later in '94 or '95 they tried yeah. to get her. They couldn't even get her for that for the the million dollar budget would have been for her. Wasn't she not too like she's somebody's kid, isn't she like some producer or yeah? I'm, uh, I'm uh, wait a minute, she was born in Sher- she was born in Sherman Oaks, California, to actors John Aniston and Nancy Dow. So oh, apparently, okay. her parents were actors too. I knew there was something, there was some end she had, you know, to to kind of get in uh, uh, to Hollywood a little bit, give her some breaks for sure. I'm I'm sure this movie also stars Ken Ulant as Nathan Murphy. He's the painter, the young buff dude that she kind of, you know, falls and falls for in the movie. He's kind of the, the head guy in the movie. He would mostly be known for this, uh, the movie summer school. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. That's right. Shit. Yeah. He was chainsaw. Wasn't he? <laughs> no. Um, or no, was he not uh, apparently he played, he played Larry has I mean, I don't know, something like that. Oh, I think he was okay. kind of the, like the okay. young hunk kind of dude in the uh, in the class okay, or whatever. Okay. Or maybe he was the a jock or Narcoleptic, but they thought he was narcoleptic, but it turned out he was a male stripper. You know, yep, <laughs> you're right. That's exactly who it <laughs> was. was. That guy. Yep, yep. <laughs> you jogged my memory with the male stripper part. <laughs> I just remember he was sleeping. He would always be sleeping in the summer school. Well, he's probably sleeping in regular school, and that's why he failed. And then he was in summer school and also was sleeping. They couldn't figure out. They thought he had narcolepsy or something. And then it turned out somebody saw him. He was a male stripper at night, and that's why he was sleeping during the day. So. <laughs> oh yeah, summer school. I, I could I could go on about summer school. I love that. I watched that movie like I don't know how many times, but and mainly because of Chainsaw and Dave. Too. Yeah, the they were like guys. Uh, horror guys, like the horror makeup and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in a number of TV shows and uh, movies. You know, television movies and just kind of all around. And he he still is active. Like he's been a producer in the late '90s and early 2000s. Looks like he's kind of uh, gone back to acting a little bit more here in the last few years and some TV shows and stuff. But it, I'm sure those are uh, probably the things you'd remember most from. It also stars Mark Holton as Ozzy. He's kind of the... You, you stop short of saying this dude's retarded, but... Uh, <laughs> know, like, he's not so bad, right? He's just kind of like you're, you know... He's he's simple, <laughs> I guess. He says, yeah, I guess. <laughs> But the only and the kids I, always trying to get them to like you know like oh I'm get you fixed you know if we get this money this gold you know get you fixed get your brain fixed yeah and then there's a line later in the movie oh you can't fix that 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't fix his brain. I know, but he doesn't know that. He doesn't uh, know it. <laughs> he didn't have a problem with it, though. It's like, yeah. Like, according to What's I'm, wrong my brain? According to IMDB, he's got 46 acting credits. But really, the main thing, the only thing that stuck in my head as soon as I saw the dude, and I couldn't get it out of my head, was that this was the dude that played Francis in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Remember yeah. <laughs> the asshole that stole Pee-wee's bike? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't see past mm. that. I've, uh, I've seen Pee Wee's made the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When he chews that uh, that black tar gum or whatever, and the shit just pours out of his mouth, it's classic. Um, yeah, but he's been a, he's been in a ton of things though. I mean, like uh, he's been in a League of Their Own. Uh, he'd be most known for that Leprechaun, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Apparently, he was in The Naked Gun. Tons of stuff, and he's still active today. Not so much in. Uh, it looked like he took about a you know, as far as acting credits are concerned, he took about a ten year break from '08. To currently, but he's doing some stuff now, some TV movies. Oh, Rebranding. And apparently, uh, he plays Ozzy again in Leprechaun Returns, the newest one. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So he reprises the role as Ozzy. <laughs> you know, uh, let's just jump straight to that one and see if he ever got his his brain fixed. Yeah, see if yeah. he had that that brain operation, or if he ever shit out shit out the gold coin that he. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why they brought him back, just to just to tie up that loose thread of like, I wonder whatever happened to that piece of gold. <laughs> leprechaun 10 Aussie shits um, yeah that could have been leprechaun 2 no yeah sorry Ozzy um, takes a deuce <laughs> um, the little kid Alex the legend is, of Curly's gold yeah the, the, the legend of uh, Ozzy's gold <laughs> The little boy in the movie, Alex, is played by Robert High Gorman. It looks like he's known for Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Uh, that Mel Gibson movie, Forever Young, which, uh, remember, we just named that one, I believe, when we were talking about, like, mm -hmm. the movies that were in the top ten this same week. So I guess it came out yeah. right at the same time. Um, and he was in number nine, in number, or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. He was two top ten movies, man. He was riding high, and then yeah. nothing ever pretty much again. <laughs> If Forever Young made him, then Leprechaun killed him. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can see it that way too. Bob. Yeah, instantly. Like I'm on, I'm on top, and now I'm on the bottom. Shit. He was also in the movie Leatherheads. I mean, he's been in a number of things. Looks like he hasn't really acted in anything though in the last ten years or so though. So maybe he's on to bigger and better things. Who knows? Hopefully. But yeah, he's in a number of TV shows and uh, you know over the, over that time frame and movies and stuff. So he, a little bit of success, I guess. Really, uh, the only other. One to mention would be uh, the guy that plays Dan O'Grady, uh, Shay Duffin. He is best known for uh, this, obviously, and uh, he was also in Seabiscuit, uh, Beowulf, and The Departed. I'm sure these were smaller, you know, character acting type roles because he's only got 35 acting credits, according to IMDb. So, uh, and those go all the way back to 1976. So he's been in a little bit of everything. Television. He was in Raging Bull. I mean, just, just small roles in big movies, clearly. Uh, one of the things that I saw was uh, apparently, uh, I guess when they originally planned this, it was supposed to be more of a straightforward horror film. And uh, Warwick Davis uh, uh, tried, like, I guess put in to uh, make it a little bit more slapsticky. And uh, Mark Jones agreed to it. That's well, interesting, too, because that, that, you know, we were watching this and thinking, like, the line, the one-liners in there. Like, I wonder if I don't know who the script writing. Like, it kind of makes sense now though. To like, it probably wasn't originally written that way. Like, if it was a horror, it was more straightforward. None of that. 
I'm wondering who went in and put those, who did the, did they improvise or somebody write those, some of the one-liners he came up with? I don't know. Like the only thing that, that, that it goes on to add is, uh, apparently the producers, uh, had him go back and reshoot some things to make it more gory. Yeah. I mean, cause like I said, it's not over the top with the gore and stuff. So, I mean, I could definitely see them like, you know, let's add in, even though it's not, you know, it's not entirely useful. Let's add in like him clawing this dude's face or biting this guy. You know, yeah. or whatever. Just to <laughs> the eyeballs, of, the eyeball scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to make it that a little bit more. That was the only gratuitous more. one I could think of that was like, wow, they they went they went a little bit further than that one than they did Pretty any other scenes. I could see that being an add-on for, you know, I need to up the violence level a little bit. <laughs> as far as I can tell, the only writing credit on this is Mark Jones. So, I mean, but I'm sure he just uh, I'm sure he just tapped into his uh, cartoon background. To, <laughs> All right, we need you to clown yeah. this up a little bit. All right, tap into that Hanna-Barbera vein. You know, and go to town. Yeah. You remember that one episode where Yogi was like, you know, bound on the pogo stick on top of Boo Boo's chest? <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, saw, I saw this. Uh, I just thought this was kind of uh, random on uh, Wikipedia. It says, uh, uh, leading up to the film's release, Trimark engaged in an aggressive marketing campaign, and they partnered with the NBA and the American Stock Exchange. And then after failing to secure, I guess, uh, bigger, di- bigger corporate deals, they uh, had a deal with indiv- individual franchisees of Domino's Pizza and Subway. So I guess depending on where you lived at that time, your local Domino's or your Subway must have had something to do with Leprechaun at that, you know, in early 93. So that would have been kind of cool to see what they were doing with it. It came out on uh, VHS. Vidmark released it on VHS in April of 93. So it wasn't it wasn't very long. Like, not that's, that's a pretty short turnaround for back in those days, I'd say, right? I mean, like... It was out yeah. in January, oh, yeah. and by the time April hits, it's already out on tape. So yeah, that's very short turnaround. Yeah. For those days, it always Did seemed it like it took short. <laughs> it always seemed like it took longer back then, you know, for something like you know, like you saw it in the theaters, it'd be like a year later. It, it always felt that way, at least. Oh, it is the case in point, and this this was actually something that took even longer for whatever reason. You remember, you know, Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that was tied up. But it seemed like it was a long time for that. That was one of those movies where I saw it when it was in theaters, and I was at that, I don't know, age point where when the first time I saw it, I think I saw it twice in the movie theaters, and I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. The, the joke and everything, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And then when it came out on video, uh, I had matured more, I guess. So when I, when I rented it, I'm like, why did I think this was all that funny? This is pretty dumb. <laughs> now I like, I, I mean, I, like, I can watch Howard the Duck for what it is, but I just actually thought it was like one of the greatest things ever when I first saw it in the theaters. And then by the time it came out on video, I was like, why, why did I see what was so great? And I don't know. You're like, it was held up for some reason. It was more than a year probably before it came, hit video. You ever see those uh, videos on YouTube or whatnot that uh, people put up of like where they interview somebody coming out of the movie theater? You know, like they just watched uh, yeah. fill in the blank movie oh, yeah. and then they interview them coming out of the theater <laughs> and then they make fun of yeah. them for it like 30 years later, like. You know, like episode one, you know, uh, universally, you know, most people don't like it kind of movie. But then everybody's coming out. Of, oh, George Lucas is the man. Uh, Star Wars is back, man. This is awesome. And then, you know, a few years later, everybody's like, what the fuck? This movie, you know. I kind of liken that to fat. You know, like if you're really starving, like you're fucking hungry as fuck. You haven't eaten in like two days. And somebody gives you this piece of crap, great value, you know saltine cracker or whatever and you eat it and you're like fucking that's the greatest cracker i've ever had <laughs> it's because you haven't eaten anything in like two weeks or whatever you know yeah after you've eaten you've gotten your palate full you know and you come back and you're like what the hell is this this is crap <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it's it here like that. so you've heard it here folks <laughs> episode one is the great value brand of star wars <laughs> <laughs>
there was one other one other thing I failed to mention on Mark Jones, and we were talking about his TV writing credits and everything. Did y'all ever see a series called The Werewolf? How long ago was that? He wrote. I guess he wrote some of those. And that was 1987, and it only last. It was only one season. Yeah, it, was gra- it was a great show. I don't know why. It's just one of those things that fell through. It just didn't pick up another season. Mm-hmm. And of course, because of that, it didn't get syndication because it was only one season. So yeah. it didn't really show up on other places after that. And, and uh, it was supposed to be released on DVD back in like I don't know, 2009 or 10 or something. By I think Shout Factory was going to release it. And there was something to do with the music licensing. Hmm. I don't know if it was the actual composer tracks or if it were incidental music or whatever, but it uh, they couldn't secure the rights, so they canceled it. But uh, that was a great series. Somebody needs to figure that out and put that back out on DVD. There's all kinds of shows like that that only lasted like a season or so or or just didn't make enough uh, to ma- uh, episodes to go into syndication that just kind of get lost to time, like, mm-hmm. It's only yep. a year, maybe two, and then it just it go it gets get canceled, and then then it just goes away forever because you know the DVD rights are held up, or you know yeah. one of these companies just stick it in the vault and don't care to release it. It would be interesting to see stuff stuff like that put out, you know, at least especially yeah. now with all these streaming services like starving for new content all the time. You think oh, one yeah. of them will come along and say, "All right, we'll we'll throw you a chunk of change to take the shit out of the vault and put it on there." It gives us something, you know. Yeah. Some, I got, I, got, I ended up having to buy a bootleg DVD. I'm, that's what I'll do. I'll start Brian's bootleg streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll be in jail next week, but <laughs> yeah, but I had to get that. In. But of course it's not mastered. You know, they're not remastered. They're just, were taken from whatever when it aired on TV and put on VHS and then <laughs> transferred to DVD at some point. That's the quality I have of it. It's like and I saw uh, like a while back. Like, I don't know if this is still the case, but uh, remember, uh, the filmation cartoons, you know, like He-Man and some other ones. Oh yeah, Filmation's yeah. Ghostbusters and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, I guess like after they they shut it down, like at some point along the line, like some makeup company owned it, like <laughs> like Revlon or some shit like that owned <laughs> owned Filmation, Filmation and you know didn't know what to do with it. I guess. <laughs> I'm sure it's like they bought a company that bought a company that bought a company, and then oh, what do you know? We own Filmation. Ended up with what the that? fuck yeah. are we gonna do with this? You know. I don't know if that's still the case, but yeah, I know at one point it was like it was some weird makeup company, like in France or something, that owned Filmation. For you, the listeners of the All American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Um, I think pretty much all of us have done this at this point now. Like, you can go sign up, try uh, try it out for 30 days. They give you a credit for you to go get any book of your choice. You know, any audiobook of your choice. You go get it. Say you're like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to pay any more for this. They let you keep that free book, which is pretty cool. I mean, because I, um, you know, most people, you know, would probably enjoy at least a few books on there. So, um, you know, you can. This is your chance to uh, use this audibletrial.com/spookshow to go get your free book. You know, and then you get to keep it forever and listen to it whenever, how many ever times you want to listen to it, or whenever you want to listen to it. Um, some hot books right now uh, on the. I'll just kind of go down a few of the top 100 of mysteries and thrillers on Audible right now. Is The Boy from the Woods by Harlan Coben. Uh, Bearskin by James A. McLaughlin. Uh, Lost Girls, The Main Murders by John Mills. Uh, the Eyes of Darkness by Dean Koontz. The Silent Patient um, by Alex Michaelidis. Uh The Wives by Taryn Fisher. I mean, there, there's a ton. I mean, uh, Stephen King's The Outsider which I think is one of his newer ones is on there and the Institute by Stephen King. 
pretty much all of his books on there, and, and I've always heard those are pretty cool to listen to um, through Audible. Uh, you guys got anything recently that you've been uh, trying on Audible? No, I've already no. No, I've mentioned I'm still going through when I was whenever I get the chances to uh, listen to it. Is uh, that Star Wars? Which one it was? Now the subtitle of it was, but it was one of the earliest in the timeline. It was the earliest Star Wars timeline novel. I'm still sliding through that right now. Got uh, a little bit more time now though to do that. So yeah, <laughs> bought The Shining. Uh, went all the way through that, and then I got uh, Doctor Sleep, and I've already finished that, so I've moved on to Salem's Lot. You liking that so far? Oh yeah, that's yeah, a good one. Yeah. the Stephen King ones on there. There are. Um, all the ones, I guess they're all, of course, different narrators and everything, but uh, do they have, some of those have background sounds no, and no, music and things? No, no, it's straight, straightforward? Okay. Yeah. As far as, as far as all the books that I've read, about the only ones that have any background noise are Star Wars books. It's funny, too, like, uh, my experience with some audiobooks is how, like, it's just one guy reading it, and, like, he'll change his voice to be, like, a, a woman's voice and stuff like that. Instead of just getting a woman to do the woman's part, you know, the women's oh, yeah. part. <laughs> Just be some dude like. No, I'm taking all that money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's some readers that you can you can definitely tell the difference when you get somebody like like an audible reader or somebody that they you know that is actually has a good voice for doing that. And then you just go on YouTube and try and find a <laughs> audio narrated short story or something by some you know whoever. Yeah. You can definitely tell the difference, and when you go to listen to that, because it, yeah, I've tried to listen to some before. I was like listening to the audible stuff. Like Lovecraft. Lovecraft's one of my favorite writers. You don't find a whole lot of audio stuff on him, so people on YouTube have put up their own. So, And there's some that are better than others, and some of those ones that are horrible are just... It's, it takes so much away from the experience of hearing the story that you can't even concentrate on it. You can't even listen to it. So. It definitely takes a talent to do that, so, and to do it well and, enough that you don't really, you know, recognize it. And... You can bet, like stopping at points where, or not not stopping, <laughs> run on sentences and things and just whatever, or trying to make a, a voice change that's like so grating <laughs> that like you, takes you out of the story. So to go listen to a pro narrator do it do it the correct way. That's right. Go that's right. download your free audio book today and go to audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for your free audio book. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. All right, so uh, I guess with that, we'll go ahead and, uh, you know, if, if y'all don't have anything else you want to add, we'll go ahead and dive into the movie itself. Nope. Um, all right, so the movie starts with, uh, you see uh, the leprechaun, like, counting his gold. Uh, and then a limo pulls up to, uh, like, the front of a house. And then that's when you see the title, Leprechaun. What happened there? What do you mean? <laughs> He's got his gold. Now he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come to think of it, what the fuck? <laughs> 
maybe there's some director's cut laying around that explains or shows Dan O'Grady stealing the gold and how he did it. But no, <laughs> but no explanation. Just uh, he's got his gold. All of a sudden, now he don't. This limo pulls up, and that's where you see the title Leprechaun. Uh, and then you see Dan O'Grady. He gets out and like he's he's celebrating. He's like he tells his wife they're rich. Uh, what, what the hell are you talking about? Like, well, I found we got Leprechaun gold, and he, you know, and he uh, shows her gold or whatever, and she's just like, ah. Shut up, you old drunk. I'll uh, put on some tea. You know, <laughs> she's just completely dismissing him. <laughs> so then uh, she's in there uh, like boiling a, a, a pot of tea or whatever, and then she hears a voice in a suitcase. She goes over and then the, uh, she bends like unlocks it and then like bends over and then the leprechaun jumps out. And uh, then basically she's like, "What the fuck?" And then he pushes her down the sta- stairs and she's dead. Then uh, Dan comes back. And uh, he kind of chases him around with the clover. Like, I've got the, the clover, and they chases him around, and he, he shoots him. Uh, he shoots the leprechaun and then, like, uh, nails him inside of a crate and then puts the clover on top of the crate and then tries to, like, burn him up. But then in the middle of this, Dan has, like, a stroke and, like, you know, just falls out dead, I guess. Then it just says 10 years later. So this is where you're introduced to uh, Tori Jennifer Aniston and her dad, J.D. They arrive at the at this same house in North Dakota, and this is, uh, like I said, 10 years later, so this will be... 1993 so instantly like you, you establish that tori is kind of a stuck up you know kind of a kind of a spoiled brat kind of uh girl and uh she just hates the house until uh all of a sudden like the the handsome uh handyman the guy that's come to paint the house nathan he shows up and then basically like calls her a coward for like not liking spiders or something like that so she's like, all right now i'm gonna stay so it's a loose premise but you just gotta play along here you know? <laughs> <laughs> man, if I only knew this when I was a young single man, yeah, <laughs> making a, a very shallow claim. Yeah, just tell them they don't like. Sp- always get the girl. What are you a pussy? You don't like spiders? All right, fine. Fuck it. Let's fuck. Let's get to it. <laughs> well, shit. I, I knew it was this easy. <laughs> now we're introduced to Ozzy and Alex. This is uh, the little boy and kind of the the grown ass man that kind of acts like a kid, <laughs> uh, slow adult. I guess we'll say. Ozzy, he's part like Alex is Nathan's brother, right? And Ozzy's kind of like their their third wheel, like the guy that I guess they kind of take care of, and he's kind of around to help out, and he's always hanging with uh, Alex. Then somehow Alex or uh, no Alex like shakes the uh, ladder or something while Ozzy's up it or down it. I don't know what the fuck happens, but somehow Ozzy gets paint all over him. <laughs> um, then he goes inside oh, the closet. Ozzy. Yeah, <laughs> wah wah, Ozzy. Um, yeah, that's part of uh, the director's. Saturday morning background. He's like, we need a Smurf because it was blue paint, right? Yeah, here. yeah, it was. <laughs> so let's put it on the slow adult. <laughs> uh, he goes in the house to clean up and then uh, he hears a voice like, what? And uh, he goes down to the basement where he hears the voice and then like, as he leans over, like he hears it in the crate, as he leans over, he knocks the clover off, the four leaf clover off the top of the crate. And then uh, uh, the leprechaun is able to get loose. He like, what does he do? He, he does something to him, right? Or maybe he just scares the shit out of him. And then Ozzy comes back upstairs and said, there's a leprechaun downstairs. And of course they don't believe him. <laughs> Why would they, right? Um, especially when the... Oh, yeah. Ozzy. Yeah. They're going to get his brain fixed. Soon, yeah, yeah. They're going to have that, that, leprechaun. that, that brain operation. <laughs> so, of course, they go down and they investigate and they see nothing, right? Uh, then they come back outside and then a rainbow appears in the sky and then uh ozzy and alex decide to go follow it and they find like a bag of gold in the back of this like dilapidated old rusted truck out in the middle of the woods so ozzy's like uh i think you're supposed to bite on it 
uh, to see if it's real, and then somehow manages to swallow the coin. <laughs> Which they conveniently don't show. Yeah, they don't show it happened, number one. Number two, it would probably choke him to death. <laughs> but even if it doesn't, yeah, they, they definitely didn't show it. They didn't even get, like, a fake, like, chocolate coin. They're like, gulp, nope. You know, it's just like, oh, shit, I just swallowed it. Um, There's a cutaway of the kid, and now I swallowed it. Yeah. <laughs> But they basically kind of agree not to say anything about finding the gold. Then it cuts back like, to... Great. Now, you forget that rain operation. If that doesn't come out in the next shit you take, you're going to have to spend that money on that. <laughs> we got to fix your butthole now, Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> Quit swallowing the gold, you asshole. You know, your coin purse. <laughs> what do you got? Shit for brains now. <laughs> horrible all right so then we cut to uh the leprechaun uh he's underneath the truck and like tori's over there messing with the paint or something like that and then he's like rubbing his hand up and down her leg and she's like and she's instantly oh nathan you know um (laughs) then then it scratches her and she realized like when she turns around and sees that nathan's standing over there and it's not him she's like what the fuck and it scratches her they just think it's a cat when like the dad comes over he's like "Eh, it must be a cat because they they hear a cat over in the in the bushes or something uh, so then JD, the dad, he reaches into like a log or something like that. Uh, come out of there, kitty, kitty. Come on, kitty, kitty. And then, it, and then of course it's the leprechaun on the other end. And it bites the shit out of his hand. Um, so then they're like, oh shit, well, we got to take him to the hospital. So they, they jump in the truck. The truck won't start. So of course, what do you do? You get the little boy to jump out and fix the truck. And then he opens up the... the he opened, cap. I knew it. Put the yeah. cap back and on. then he does... He can't even hardly open the hood. <laughs> and then he does nothing. Like, he literally opens the trunk, or uh, uh, the, uh, the hood. He wiggles the wire. Wiggles some wires. Like, all right, here we go. And then it starts up. <laughs> There's just this jumble of wires in this old beat-up truck that he just wiggles it. Yep, yep. That was the distributor cap. Let's move it. Um, so they take the dad, they take the dad to the emergency room. And, uh, of course, the leprechaun is chasing them, but he's on a little tricycle, like, going really fast. <laughs> so, uh, that's the other thing, too. Like, all right, so I- I'll say from this point forward, you don't see the dad ever again until, I think, the very, very end of the movie. You see him very briefly if you're if you're looking, you know, he's there. But otherwise, he's he's out of the movie now. So, this little bite on his hand takes him out for the entire movie. Like, he has to stay overnight in the hospital... Because he has a bite on his hand. I guess it was just the best way they could come out to get this guy. Like, he could only come out for one day of shooting or something. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. We, don't have, we don't have enough budget. We already put all the money in the makeup effects and everything else. Yeah, we put, we all, for we put so much money in Ozzy that we can't have this guy here. So, uh, he's got a bite on his hand. He's done. So, anyways, they take him to the ER. He's done. And then he, the, the leprechaun's chasing him on the tricycle. Then uh, Ozzy and Alex, while they've got him at the hospital, they decide to go over and... Uh, to the this this small one you know one stoplight town has a fucking coin shop and they go over they go over to the guy and ask him if he, hey, what do you think this coin's worth or whatever he's like I don't, I don't know you know let me keep it overnight to uh uh take a look at it all right all right so they leave and uh, as he's looking at it uh the leprechaun jumps out and attacks the shop owner and then as referenced earlier kills him with a pogo stick <laughs> now it almost looks like By the way, I- the pogo I'm trying stick to think is sharpened. of the song now too. I'm, I can't think of the little ditty he's singing. I don't recall. The, It'll probably come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the fu- the funny thing is too is that like it looks like it's sharpened almost in like a couple of those. 
like little yeah. cuts, like the little back and forth edits. Like it looks almost like it's sharp, and then it doesn't. It's weird. You just have to go back and look at it. Um, well, the thing that I find funny in, in that scene is, here, do you mind if I keep it overnight so I can do some research? And then five minutes later, he's looking at a book. You couldn't have done that while I was standing there? Yeah. <laughs> and he just has <laughs> happens to have this book on old Irish money sitting around, and he knows instantly to go to that. <laughs> Where did it put my leprechaun gold book? Yeah, maybe it's is because it? Ozzy said something about a leprechaun or whatever, and the guy just looks at yeah. it. Maybe that's why he's like, oh, maybe I'll go look at this Irish book, but what are the odds, right? <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's killed with a pogo stick. So then, like, he's he, he leaves after this, and he's riding in a little tiny car. Where the fuck he got this? I guess it's magic, right? He's riding in a little oh, tiny... Oh, that car? It was, yeah, uh, that... I think that was that shop owner. Yeah. Right? I don't know why the shop owner had it. <laughs> okay. But, well, but, yeah, he's like... Right I, after I didn't even notice him, that, like, yeah. Rubbing on, like, oh, yeah, this will do nicely. <laughs> so he's in a tiny car, and then a cop pulls him over... And the cop, I guess, kind of f- f- thinks like he's little, a little kid, but he's definitely not yeah, treating somebody in a mask or something. <laughs> yeah, but he's definitely not treating him like a little kid if he thinks it's a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> he like kicks the car. Come on out of there! You know. Yeah, come out of there, you little shit. <laughs> yeah. um, so then the leprechaun like grabs a hold of his face, like claws in his face, and then there's like this, you know, kind of a long scene where he's chasing him around in the woods and. Uh, the leprechaun's like appearing in the tree and over here on the left and right, you know, using magic to appear everywhere. And then the guy's like, just leave me alone, and sits on the ground. And then the leprechaun falls on top of his uh, back, grabs a hold of his neck, and snaps it. Then there's a couple of goofy now, one-liners or something in there that I don't recall. That's actually the last kill in the entire movie. There there was only four deaths in the whole thing. <laughs> so the, the who who dies? The, the, the wife? Uh, or the, the old the mo- man. Well, actually, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. There's one more death, but there are only four in the movie. The old woman. Yeah, uh, O'Grady. The uh, cop. The the shop owner. Yeah. And the the cop. cop. Mm Mm-hmm. And then then, uh, the guy, O'Grady, later on in the hospital. Yeah. When they go visit him. Folks home. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And none pretty, of it, pretty low count. And none of it's yep. especially gory, like we said, until uh, you know you get to the eyeball scene a little bit here in a little bit. That's about it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he snaps this guy. That, that kind of begs the question too, though. Like it was supposed to originally be a, a straightforward horror movie, <laughs> and they had to add a little bit of gore for that. So damn, if it was going to be a straightforward horror movie, it had pretty scant death, you know, body count. Yeah. Unless they changed that all around, you know, as far as the number of deaths and everything. Like we, lesson, I guess. like we always say, there's got to be a director's cut lying around somewhere. This guy, <laughs> yeah, uh, or that some script. Working... I'd like to see that original script, like how it was, you know, written. <laughs> yeah, some uh, working print that's got it, uh, got it right. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh, after this, uh, he goes back to the uh, the O'Grady farm, and uh, he's looking for the gold, and he uh, he's looking through the cabinets, uh, throwing food everywhere, and then he he finds a box of cereal. It's not Lucky Charms. It's Lucky Clovers. <laughs> <laughs> And there, there was a whole thing on that, by the way. Oh, on what do you mean? Like they couldn't get the rights to Lucky Charms? No, no, they actually did get the rights to the Lucky Charms. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. All right, so once they required a leprechaun to find and eat Lucky Charms cereal, mm-hmm. General Mills gave them permission, but were so upset when they saw the finished product that they made them, revo- or they revoked the permission. <laughs> uh, they had to reshoot it with a, with a spoof. And that's why, like you hear later on, 
uh, you know, them saying like "fuck your lucky charms" and so on and so forth. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's nice. Good old box of lucky clovers. I just figured they got it at uh, Walmart. You know, it's the great value. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, because. <laughs> <laughs> the great value connection yeah yeah and then like he brings all the shoes into the kitchen and like has to shine all the shoes like he has this like he's almost ocd about like having to shine the shoes but he's shitty at shining shoes right <laughs> say that three times fast he's horrible at it he just kind of like picks it up and goes hey, hey shiny shiny <laughs> gives it like one brush and sets it down you know like he keeps doing this he's not really doing anything but whatever so then of course they all come home after you know they've left the dad at the hospital because like his hand must be so bad that it's about to fall off so they left him there, and uh, they come home, and the the house is a mess, or the kitchen is a mess. You know, there's food everywhere, and all the shoes are sitting on the kitchen table. So then they hear, like, a, a, a bike bell ring. So Nathan goes and investigates, or he goes outside, and he, he's investigating, and then he gets caught in a damn bear trap. <laughs> <laughs> and this is finally when the leprechaun actually reveals himself. Like, you know, now you have to believe it, right? Here he is. He's revealed himself. Uh, then they all come running and they fight the leprechaun. Ozzy runs in and calls the cops, and of course they don't believe him. Like, uh, you know, what was it last week, Charlie? Aliens? <laughs> they don't believe Ozzy. Um, By the way, did you notice in that scene, uh, like the the police chief or whatever, like it was like a big reveal for him. Like, like they 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 purposely like had his back to the screen for what's like like way too long. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Who's this going to be, Burt Reynolds? Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> Sheriff Cronin was played by William Newman. He was in uh, For Love of the Game, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, The Mosquito Coast, whatever the hell that is. This is a Harrison Ford movie. I've never heard of it. Um, the Craft. Uh, he's been a character actor in a ton of things. Like I remember seeing the guy in other shit. Like, I've seen that dude for sure. But yeah, as far as a big reveal, like, eh, you know, <laughs> that's a... <laughs> That went over like a fart in church, you know. It's kind of Nathan's in a straight up fucking bear trap. <laughs> I just thought it was hilarious. Like it, 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 it was funny when it happened, and I'm sitting there laughing. Like he just randomly steps into a bear trap. Then you realize like the leprechaun had done it. But I was thinking at first it was something like Ozzy had done. You know, <laughs> I thought that would have been much much funnier. Like you know, Ozzy he didn't set a bear trap out there and the motherfucker didn't step in it. By the way, too, like he steps in it, right? Does he fall into it because it's like halfway up his uh, yeah, halfway he did up like his chin? Weird trip. Yeah, yeah. It, it looked pretty painful because it looked like his knee hit it, <laughs> like it would have snapped on his knee or something. I mean, it's gonna hurt either way, right? But you think if you step yeah. in it, it's gonna catch your foot. No, it's like halfway up his leg. But uh, I guess <laughs> you're right. Like he does this like kind of shitty prat fall into it. And fell into it. Yeah. yeah, and then of course they get into the truck and it won't start. Then uh, distributor cap. Yeah, it's that damn distributor <laughs> cap. Alex gets out again, opens up the uh, hood. Wires? <laughs> he opens up the hood and then the leprechauns inside the engine like fucking it up. Like, ha 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 ha. Then he jumps up on there and bust a windshield and then b goes straight for Ozzy's ear. Just bites Ozzy right in the ear. Well, I think he told him he would, he would take his ear uh, like down in the basement. Well, he's he's uh, nothing of truthful, this leprechaun. So he, he goes and bites <laughs> Ozzy's ear and then Tori fights him off by like taking out the little cigarette lighter and burning him in the face. <laughs> and like and you'd think he'd be like, ow, you know, and then just move away. No, like he grabs a hold of it and holds it onto his own face. <laughs> <laughs> then uh he makes like a little car like a little motorized cart thing with a pitchfork on the front of it and like rams the side oh, of the yeah. truck and flips that motherfucker <laughs> i guess this is where the magic comes into play again right uh uh then he then chases them into the house and they slam the door and the door chops his hand off 
as doors do. Yeah, as a slam door <laughs> yeah. is, is wont to do. Uh, it, it chops his damn hand off. And then, of course, the hand does like the uh, Adams Family uh, thing, you know, where it crawls back to him. But there's no like, uh, there's no payoff scene there where like you see it attached back to his hand or, or his arm or anything. It just yeah. kind of crawls back to him. Meanwhile, so like he's standing at the like right. They slam the door. It chops his hand off. Right. The thing crawls up the door, opens the door, then comes back to him. So the leprechaun has an in right there. Right. The door is open, but he just kind of stands there and goes, eh. and then they <laughs> they cut to the next scene. Like you think if he's chasing after them, he would have run in at that point. But no, once again, putting too much thought into this movie as we always tend to do. So then uh, Tori this time, like she has like a, 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 an old school, you know, cell phone, the flip phone. She calls the cops and of course it goes dead like midway through, but she, she hopes she, you know, she got through enough, but then the cops like put out the call like, all right, we got to call it the old O'Grady farm going out. And then it's the leprechaun inside the cop car. Remember he had killed the cop earlier. He's responding in like the cop's voice. So they don't think anything's wrong, you know, and, and then meanwhile, the, uh, all the people think, you know, Tori and them think that the uh, cops are coming. Then uh, finally, Ozzy and Alex spill the beans about finding the gold or whatever. So then Tori's like, what, you know, they're like, what the fuck? We need to get this gold and give it to him so he'll go away. So Tori goes outside and then uh, they tell her where it's at. It's down in the, like the bucket in the well. So she crank, you know, cranks the bucket up and there's the bag. And then he appears and she gives him the bag. And then he's, uh, you know, thank you. And then runs away. And uh, then he, he literally goes and counts it. And he realizes there's one piece missing. So now he's still coming after him. They're sitting there like, well, I, I'm glad that's over. Let's uh, get our shit together here and uh, get to the, get Nathan to the hospital, and then he leaps from the refrigerator, the leprechaun, and on the top of Alex, and then they, they chase him around the house, and they're, they're shoot, they shoot him multiple times, and he gets up every time. Which, at this point, why would you even shoot this thing anymore, right? Like, you realize, like, it's not going to keep him down. <laughs> I guess you got to do something, but... <laughs> I, I think I would get the hint, like, fuck, i got to think of something else. I can't... Shooting him's doing nothing. So then they pull the old Nightmare on Elm Street bit where Tori's on the phone and then <laughs> and then a hand comes out of the receiver. <laughs> you know, the smallest hand ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like, here, you need it's a, a little hand? <laughs> Here's a little hand. And then a little fucking hand appears coming out of the phone receiver. It's like the old Freddy bit with the tongue. I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then, uh, they, then he's like, wait a minute. I know who might know how to take care of this. Old man O'Grady. He's uh he's in the rest home. He had a stroke about ten years earlier. So then that's when you realize, like at the beginning of the movie, Dan O'Grady didn't die. He just had a stroke and went to the old folk or in, into the rest home. So then, like their plan is to uh, distract the leprechaun with shoes. <laughs> so uh, Ozzy and Nathan go out and start, and Tori go out and they start hooking shoes. So the leprechaun's like, oh, I gotta shine them up. I gotta shine them up. And uh, Tori's able to get in the jeep and uh, get away while this is going on. But then of course he's following. By the way, would you throw your whole load all at once? <laughs> yeah, you think you'd, you'd throw them the opposite fucking way, like as far as you could to, that way, instead of about two feet in front of the Jeep. Yeah, it's like the tossing it right to him, like, here you go. Yeah, here you go, man, catch this. Well, I mean, uh, go over there, go over there. Go deep, go deep. <laughs> but th this actually works. They managed to occupy him enough to where Tori can get in the Jeep and take off. And th but then, of course, he appears and he's on skates <laughs> and he's like uh, on the back of the Jeep and she cuts a corner real quick and he flies off and goes through a fence. Once again, Hanna-Barbera cartoon style. There's a leprechaun shaped hole <laughs> in the side of the fence where <laughs> he goes through it. Then he gets back. Yeah, I'm on. really surprised we don't see those in baseball games. What, like somebody going through the fence with a man shaped hole? Yes. In the outfield wall. 
<laughs> this is where I'll also point out because I've not I'd noticed it a couple of times, at least once before this, and now this is the second time when Tori gets to the hospital or the not not hospital the rest home, and she's going in like she's going up some steps or something. They do another close up shot of shot of her shoes, the L.A. Gear. L.A. Gear must have spent some, uh, some pr a pretty good chunk of their budget, their one million dollar budget, to get their shoes into this movie because they keep focusing in on. Tori's L.A. Gear shoes. <laughs> they go to make this movie, and it's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll give you like a couple, couple hundred thousand dollars. God, where are we gonna get the rest of the money? L.A. Gear. All right. <laughs> I I've got it. L.A. Gear. <laughs> and regional franchisees of Domino's Pizza and Subway. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm surprised they didn't throw like a like one of the shoes. Tom was a LA Gear shoe that didn't have a close up of him shining it with a logo. Yeah, like ha ha ha. Yes, it's right in his face with a rainbow coming out of the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes into a little, like a little diatribe that rhymes with LA Gear. With LA Gear. Yeah. Have no fear, I got me LA Gears. <laughs> so uh, she goes to the rest home to uh, find uh, old man Dan O'Grady, but. She goes into the room and uh, he's talking, but then he turns around and it's a leprechaun. So she runs and gets into the elevator, and then Dan O'Grady falls from the ceiling of the <laughs> of the elevator, and she's like, "Oh my god!" To deliver uh, his final word. Yeah, she's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> let me help you." No, it's too late for me now. <laughs> no, clearly I can help you. Just, from a goddamn elevator. Yeah, clearly just <laughs> just let me help you. I, I can help. No, don't worry about it. I I'm done for. <laughs> For sure, little lass. But then he tells her about uh, about four leaf clovers, and that she needs to go find like a freshly plucked clover from the uh, from the patch over near the well back at the farm. Uh, and then he dies. <laughs> so he he stays alive long enough for that exposition, and that's it. <laughs> you can just imagine him sitting up there waiting for her to come in. Just uh... <laughs> hurry up. Hurry the fuck oh, up! God. Oh, she took the stairs. <laughs> yeah, that'd be about right. <laughs> so his only function, really, of this movie is to tell you how they're going to defeat the leprechaun. Um, well, and to bring the leprechaun over. Yeah, well, to bring him here and then tell you how to kill him. So then she goes back to the farm and she starts looking for a clover. And then he catches her, like, you know, what are you looking... Uh, pretty last like you shouldn't be looking for clovers. ha, ha, ha. So she runs, she runs away, and then eventually she finds the cop car, gets, uh, and then realizes that the, the dead cop is in there. Then the leprechaun, sh like, she's in the uh, cop car, the leprechaun comes up to the window, and then she takes, like, the uh, the billy club and stabs him in the eye with it. And then uh, he pulls it out, jumps in, and then pulls the, the dead cop's eye out to replace <laughs> To replace his eye that she uh, that she had just poked out. Once again, like we said, this is literally probably the goriest scene of the movie for sure. Um, yeah. So then they go back to the farm. Nathan shoots him. And then uh, that allows them enough time to look for a clover. Um, or they start looking for a, a four-leaf clover. Alex, the boy, he comes. Like, they've had him like hit up in the house for a minute. He comes back out and says, like, I'm not afraid. I'm going to catch him. So he sets the bear trap up in the barn. But then you see that the leprechaun is in there. You cut back to Tori and uh, Ozzy and then they're looking for the clover and then Tori finds one. It's funny too, like Ozzy's like, don't give up. Don't ever give up on your dreams. And then I'll give up. And then she just grabs a handful of shit. And then all of a sudden there's like a light on her hands. Like, oh, <laughs> there's the clover. <laughs> and they even do like the magical ring around the, <laughs> the clover. 
So then Leprechaun attacks Alex, and then they all show up, and Ozzy tells Leprechaun that that last piece of gold they're looking for is in his, it's in his belly. So then uh, he runs, and then Leprechaun chases after him, and he, he catches a hold of him and start, takes off his belt buckle and starts cutting the shit out of him, just like s- slashing him up on his face and whatnot. Uh, then Alex comes up from behind and wraps the uh, uh, clover, I guess, around a rock or something, or a piece of gum or whatever the hell it was. And, they turn, and then he comes up behind him and says, Fuck you, Lucky Charms. And then slingshots the clover <laughs> uh, <laughs> right into Leprechaun's right mouth. mouth. Um, so then he starts to, you know, the, the, the typical horror movie way of like melting and uh, fire and light shooting up everywhere. And then he falls into the well. And then, of course, once again, another, another thing that you always see in these movies, he comes back up. And then Nathan just goes over and like knocks him back down into the well, pours gas down in there, and then it just fucking blows up. <laughs> I, I didn't realize that just pouring some gas down in a water well would blow it the fuck up. Oh, you've never done that? <laughs> Man, we used to do, do that, that all the time as kids. <laughs> Man, that, I, shit, I just call that the 80s. I mean, we did it all the time. <laughs> By the way, before we finish this up, uh, this is a very 80s movie, isn't it? Like for a movie that came out in 1993. Yeah, it is. Very, very 80s. I mean, hell, L.A. Gear, okay, I know L.A. Gear went into the 90s, but L.A. Gear, is like you see that and you're like, 80s? But yeah, yeah. Apparently, uh, they were still climbing. I guess they were still trying to cling that. on by '93. They're still a thing. <laughs> so then, uh, it the fucking well just blows up, and then of course, as always, the cops finally fucking arrive once the shit's over with. Um, then they kind of, you know, that's when when I pointed out that right there, when the cops show up, the dad gets out of one of the cop cars and like runs over to him. So that's the on, that's the that's the only other scene you see the dad is that very little bit when he gets out of the car and runs across. So then it focuses in on the well. It's on fire. There's a cop standing there. And then you hear the leprechaun say, I'll not rest till I have me gold. Curse this well that me soul shall dwell till I find me magic that breaks this spell. (laughs) (laughs) And then the end credits. So there you have it. That is Leprechaun from 1993. We definitely need to watch some of the other ones in this. Maybe this will kind of be like our new series that we dip back in and out of here, you know, over the next year or so. You know, we'll just kind of dip back into the old leprechaun well and pull another episode out from time to time because it was, it was a lot of fun to watch. Will, what's your star rating on this? Eh, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it, it was a fun watch, so I'll give it a good three. All right, uh, Smoke? Uh, yep, I, actually, that echoes my sentiments with this movie, too. It's uh, it's always good. To, it's fun to pull out every once in a while around St. Patrick's Day or whatever and give it another watch. And uh doesn't necessarily get any better for me every time I watch it, but, I mean, it still doesn't get any worse either, so... Uh, I give it three solid three for me as well. Three clovers. <laughs> I'll give it three four leaf clovers. I've confused the Wait, issue. <laughs> is that three or a four? Or is it the three and three quarter? What is it? No. Me don't know. What? <laughs> Leprechaun's not good with math. Um, <laughs> but they can count. Mm. <laughs> Counts me gold. Counts me gold. I'm gonna stop short of giving it a three. I mean, I definitely enjoyed it, and it's a lot of fun. But uh, on my scale, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two and a half. It's fun for what it is. It's kind of like Critters or something, right? You know. Mm. And I think I did see that Critters was kind of an influence on this when he was writing the movie. You know, in the sense of like uh, he wanted it to be like this little small creature that's causing all this chaos. Um. Mm. It did feel very comparable to me in a lot of ways. It's a fun movie, like you said. You know, it's probably not one that's going to get better every time you watch it. It just kind of is what it is. It's cheesy, you know. So, 
but I enjoyed it, so I'm, I think I'm going to go with two and a half stars. So I think overall we all d- definitely recommend checking it out. Uh, like you said, around pull it out around St. Patrick's Day or uh, you know just whenever you feel like watching something goofy and fun to veg out for a little while. So I guess you guys any, got anything to add for Leprechaun before we uh, dive into what's going to be next? No, I think that covers it for me. Yeah, I think I'm good. All right, so for the next episode, we're going to uh, get a little bit, a little more current. We're going to go back to 2003, and this is uh, something that's very topical for sure, you know, with what's going on in the world right now. So we've figured we'd try to maybe have a little bit of fun with that. And uh, we're going to be watching 28 Days Later. The IMDb synopsis is, Four weeks after a mysterious and curable virus spreads throughout the UK, a handful of survivors try to find sanctuary. So that's a nice little simple way to to sum up what this movie is about. It was directed by Danny Boyle. Doesn't have a lot of huge actors in it. I mean, it mainly stars Cillian Murphy as the main character. But if you haven't watched that, if for whatever reason you haven't watched that at this point, you know, go check it out. Like I said, it's very topical for the time, somewhat. I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's being a little overdramatic to say this is what's going on in the world right now. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Does have to know, do with a viral outbreak. Of yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's comparable in some ways, but maybe not most. You know. <laughs> Enough, like I said, Thanks, enough to, en- yeah, enough to, uh, <laughs> well, have fun. You got with the, it. the, the disease of rage versus Rona. Yeah. Oh, Rona. <laughs> so, uh, once again, we don't want to make light of the current situation, but <laughs> 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 it's a horrible, horrible thing, but you know, we can look, we can have fun, you know, just for a minute, like we did with this episode and, you know, something to kind of veg out and, uh, listen to for an hour or so and just. Have some fun, you know, and uh, it, but this is a really good movie, too, that being said. So um, go check out 28 Days Later. Um, so, I, guys, I guess that's it for this episode. So, as always, I'm Josh, and for Will and for Smoke, this has been the All-American Spook Show. We'll see you on the next episode, guys.